0: Welcome to The New ABCs, your guide to the 2020s, the weirdest decade in human history. I'm your host, Jack Freeman. In this podcast, I'll tell you everything you need to know about the 2020s, a decade where everything's made up and the points don't matter. A quick disclaimer, I have a bachelor's degree from a mid-major state school in Kansas, so nothing should be held against me in 20 years. When it turns out, I'm wrong about literally everything. On this week's episode, The letter B. B is for books. It's 2021, and I don't know if we need books anymore. Like, I don't know if the human endeavor needs books. I know your first reaction is to say, Jack, of course we need books. Or, Jack, you sound crazy. Or, Jack, you kind of sound like a Nazi. I'm definitely not a Nazi. I don't think we should burn books. I just think we should stop reading them. For years, I worked in independent bookstores, and as time went on, I had the creeping suspicion that books are kind of overrated. I admit it might have something to do with having to carry boxes of books up and down stairs and to sell books to astoundingly annoying rich people. But after a while, I remember looking down at a vegan cookbook that maybe three people would ever read, and I thought, maybe you're the problem. What value do books provide that can't be provided by other media in the 2020s? Here are a few things that books do. Number one, books open your eyes to new perspectives. Guess what? So do YouTube, Spotify, and Netflix. And even TikTok, if you're willing to get through the dancing 16-year-olds and dogs in sweaters. Not only do books open your eyes to fewer perspectives than those other things, but the perspectives represented in books are statistically almost all white people in wealthy countries. You can learn more about humanity by watching travel food vlogs in Cambodia than reading novels about rich white people in the 19th century. I'm looking at you, Henry James. Number two, books immerse you in new worlds. Guess what? The graphics on the PlayStation 5 are so good, you can practically smell the ninjas you're assassinating with your fists. In some modern video games, You can roam hundreds of square miles of expertly designed landscapes, and you can talk to AI characters, and you can even tell your own character to pee in the woods. If a character pees in the woods and no other characters are around to hear it, does it make a sound? Yes, and it's very realistic. The Lord of the Rings books are immersive, but they aren't 4K. Number three, books contain knowledge. Guess what? So does Wikipedia, and Wikipedia is constantly updated and expanded as knowledge is updated and expanded. Books are limited by time and space. Sure, books can be updated with new editions, but as soon as a new edition is published, something's out of date. Meanwhile, Wikipedia is unlimited, existing outside of time and space, like God or Kanye West's idea of himself. If you were born before 1995, you probably have a gut reaction when someone says Wikipedia is better than books. It's a similar sensation to when you hear someone say that LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. Sure, in the 1990s, books and Michael Jordan were better. But now it's the 2020s, and Wikipedia still plays 46 minutes a game, and got hair plugs. In the 2000s, Wikipedia was pretty unreliable. It was the world's first database of open source knowledge. Anyone with a basic understanding of coding could change any article on Wikipedia at any time. This was sometimes debused, but mostly it was hilarious. For a few minutes in 2008, according to Wikipedia, the first law of thermodynamics was, don't talk about thermodynamics. Also, according to Wikipedia in 2010, Charlie Sheen is half man, half cocaine. As Wikipedia's popularity and reach grew, so did its restrictions on editing. While it's still largely open source, in that articles can still be freely revised, changes to articles are vetted and checked by a complex system of editors and curators who flag claims without sources and remove obvious trolling. This has made Wikipedia way more reliable, And aside from the throwaway joke, like that Senator Ted Cruz's parents are a goblin and a bowl of oatmeal, Wikipedia is almost always up-to-date and accurate. In the 2020s, Wikipedia is the main reference for the entire English-speaking world. Google, the world's rich and skeevy roommate, uses Wikipedia as a shorthand answer to any search. If you look at the references section of most Wikipedia articles, you'll find actual references, written by actual people with letters after their names. There are so many people with PhDs on Wikipedia, it's surprising the website isn't just pictures of scotch and loneliness. So, why use books to access knowledge in the 2020s? Well, books are still considered more authoritative than Wikipedia or any other source on the internet. This might be because many books have to pass through more gatekeepers. If you want to get a nonfiction book printed and distributed by one of the biggest publishers, you either have to go through dozens of levels of revision by editors, copy editors, and other experts, or you're Bill O'Reilly. While many books are authoritative resources on a subject, they're always painfully limited. Each book begins and ends. And new editions of a book can take years or even decades to produce. Authors are always limited by their resources and perspectives. And no matter how many editors and research assistants and subject matter experts are involved, that number will always be a number. Meanwhile, the internet isn't limited to a number. Unless that number is 69. Nice. 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 Books also have economic limitations. Have you been to a bookstore in the last 10 years? New hardcover books cost $40. Do you know the price of knowledge? It isn't priceless, it's $40. And sure, libraries are free or cheap, but have you been to a library in the last 10 years? The only people at libraries are homeless people high school students feeling each other up in the art history section, or university students who need a quiet place to write papers on their MacBooks. Meanwhile, you can get the internet, a catalog of the entire human experience, for $19.99 a month. Though if you have Time Warner, you may have trouble accessing the catalog of the entire human experience during thunderstorms or the Super Bowl. Why do we still have books in the 2020s? Why should we, as a species, keep reading, writing, editing, publishing, and investing in books? I live in New York City, having recently moved across the country. And while I was excited to move to New York, I wasn't excited to sell or give away most of my possessions. I got rid of everything, except some clothes and small personal items. I got rid of my sofa, my car, my TV, my plates and silverware my washer and dryer, and my mattress. None of that was too hard until I got to my bookshelves. My bookshelves were full after years of active reading in high school and college and early adulthood. I sat in front of my shelves and looked over the titles, remembering when I read them and what each book gave me. I saw the novels that taught me about love and memory. I saw the poetry that taught me language and emotion, and the history books that taught me how British people actually aren't that great. Those shelves not only contained books, but they overflowed with my memories and personality. A book of poetry my ex-girlfriend gave me, a novel that my grandmother lent me before she died, my father's World War II books from college. After putting aside just a handful, I boxed up the rest and took them to a used bookstore. For 8 shelves worth of my life, I got $101.61. Nothing goes away on the internet. Wikipedia and YouTube and Tumblr are unlimited and will probably survive as long as the human race. And yeah, books are probably a dying medium which we will soon learn to live without. But from my experience, when we lose books, we lose much more than ink and paper. Even if new books cost 40 f-ing dollars. This has been The New ABCs. Real quick, if you live in the Detroit area, I'll be at the Comedy Castle in Royal Oak this Thursday through Saturday, August 19th through 21st, and I'd love to see you. Ticket info at jack-freeman.com. Episodes of The New ABCs come out every week. If you wanna keep in touch, follow us at The New ABCs Podcast or reach out at podcast at gmail.com. If you have a moment, a rating or review on your podcast app, would make me feel like LeBron James's hairline. Until next time, stay goofy.